Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. We're coming at you uh, high atop the Brooklyn studios again with our satellite commentator, John, in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, John? Well, hello, very well. And as I say every time, our special guest, uh, Kate. Hey, guys. Thank you for the enthusiasm, Kate. It's really, it's really coming through. Uh, it wasn't in the last episode, but I can almost, I can, I can hear, I can hear your smiles. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, how's everybody doing today? We're doing great. John, uh, how are you? Did you enjoy this Lapis episode? This was great. I, a lot of people think that a lot of stuff happened in this one, and it, it did have a lot of good flow. It was a great show. Uh, Kate, your, your thoughts on the episode in general? My thoughts? Oh, action-packed. It was, indeed, in many ways, action-packed. Five stars. Oh, my god. Lots goodness. of stuff going on. More than, I'd, more than I'd like to see in a lot of ways. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, what's this episode called? This is the... The Chrysanthemum and the Sword. You know why I didn't say it? I have it here right in front of me, but um, I can't say that word. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. I thought you couldn't spell it. Chrysanthemum. Well, that too. I'm sorry. E- e- either way. Um, you sell a sword? I can't. I can't. Thank you. You, you know what? <laughs> Just like the other uh, 31 times we've done this show, uh-huh. uh, we have three things, John. Oh. Are you scared? <laughs> is that moose still in there with you? No, the moose is left, but I want to know what we learned. Well, I'll tell you. Number one, Sally Draper is going to be very, 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 very screwed up. Uh, her first boyfriend is going to be in for a hell of a time. Seriously, if this was set in modern times, she would already have a blog dedicated to how much she hates her mom, complete with photos that would probably appear on To Catch a Predator case. I agree with that completely. Somebody's walking in with a case of beer and no pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> like on Catch a Predator. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> Where were you on that I one? Get, well, fair enough. Uh, number, <laughs> number two, and this one I'm not sure of. Uh, Roger Sterling may be right, but he's still an asshole. It's a family show, folks. Uh, number three, the end credit music should have been turning Japanese for several reasons. Oh, I just got that. Oh, you just got yeah, it now? Yeah, I just got that. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't catch that reference, uh, go download the song Turning Japanese and, and then do a little uh, Wikipedia research, John. <laughs> uh, as always, I, I can say this now, as always, um, the um, three things were sent to us by Ken Campbell. Um, doing another great job, Ken. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You're You're so smart. You're smart indeed with uh, inc- incredible amounts of hard work. Thank you. John? Are you still going to start off? I'm ready to go? start. And Let's go. Why don't you take me into it? Well, I think, I mean, this, this show starts off from word one just fantastic. We, we look at a crossword puzzle that's being filled out by the Miss Blankenship, and the word that she writes into the crossword puzzle is bored. Mm. Uh, now, I don't know about you. I, I do find the antics of the secretary somewhat funny, but I think their, their time is up. I can't. We, we, I can't. We need another secretary. I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but um, she but makes you, me laugh every time. I know, but you love this woman. We I laughed. Love this woman. We laughed every single time. She. Uh, she did. I mean, here's the thing. I love a cheap joke. I can't help it. Uh, I know we got an email today. I saw that <clears throat> said that uh, they were getting a little tired of her antics. But I tell you what, I it's I not old for me. An old lady. I love me. Oh man, she. I mean, this, she's just funny. I can't because she it. can't figure out how to buzz him. You know that she oh, rings no, no, both of the phones. But it's the voice is the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Don, Don, somebody's outside. What well, did you find out? Who? Why? 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So you I want guess, me to do that now? I guess okay. it's it's just a cheap. I guess I just enjoy a cheap joke, John. So you would keep her? Oh, I would keep her forever. She's okay. like she's like the she's like the uh, the Skippy of this series. You know, like from Family Ties, Skippy, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb as a box of rocks, but God, you just love him. No, he's trying hard. He's anyway. not taking this one home no. anytime soon. That's true. Blank Nobody sh- else likes Skippy. Blank and- I just want you to know that. No, everyone likes Skippy. Blankenship is blank and safe, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, we'll see. Safe from Don. We'll see. Safe from Don? No? But what you can't what you can't seem to figure out is how to get the call from Mr. Walter Hoffman over to Don. It's a tough one. But he winds up picking up, and uh, we find out that this is this guy does an ad column, and now we for the New York Times, no less. Yes, yes, and we see there's some competition. There's a a company called Color Gleason and Shaw that is apparently right in the rearview mirror of Mr. Don Draper. With a name like Shaw, it has to be good. No. No. Fair enough. Okay, where is this guy from? He's from the New York Times. No, 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 no. I, well, I guess oh, I'm Chaw? jumping, well, I'm you're jumping ahead. ahead. Wait, I'm wait, jumping wait, ahead. wait till we get to Chaw. Um, Don claims that he's never even heard of Chaw, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. I like how he handled it. I like how he handled that, too. It was very good. It was very, very good. Now, John, um, and, and this is only three minutes into the episode, uh, we go into a meeting with all the partners. Well, it's a partner's meeting. Well, thank you. It's I'm, a partner's luncheon. Either way, we're in the office. They're all drinking soda, which I find to be uh, altogether strange. Because I think that's part of the that's part of the tightening of the belt. Oh, is it? Oh, Lane, Lane Price said no. Yeah, it's, pretty it's much. It's just it's uh, pieces of white bread, butter, and uh, some Coke, Coca Cola. We're in, a happy meeting. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, right away in the meeting, we learn from Pete that we have a chance with Honda. If I'm not mistaken, and they're and they're little and they're little tiny cute motorcycles. John. So cute, so cute. Uh, right away, we uh, we 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 jump in the racist boat with Roger Sterling. Uh, he was in World War II, John, and he is none too happy to have any Japanese folks uh, uh, around his table. Or the yellow buddies, as he calls them. He does make a few racial slurs, and as everyone he knows here on the. Madman recap: We are an equal opportunity podcast. But you have uh, to remember, this is the same man that dressed in blackface. Do we remember this? This is true. <laughs> Ro- <laughs> the derby episode. Roger did also dress in blackface, which I I I I, I found I found difficult, uh, to say the least. Um, now, the th- well, maybe th- maybe this is why he gets along with Jones so well. They're both blazing ra- oh, racist. That's true. Jones is also a blazing ra- uh, racist. Yeah, remember with Kinsey's. Girlfriend? Oh, that's right. The girl uh, that worked at the supermarket. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, nobody's really on board with all of Roger's uh, racial slurs. All, though, uh, funny as they may be, um, no one uh, no one was like, you didn't think any of them were kind of comical just the way he was saying it? <laughs> no, because I mean, You're like, You're not going to Dr. Laura me here, are you? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, like, Joan's looking straight down. Pete gives him a little bit of crap. Oh, no, I'm just saying just, you know, for the viewer. I mean, he said them in a comical way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the way, well, he says everything that way. True enough. But, uh, you know, I think, because he storms out, and, you know, they're talking $3 million. That's, that would be, excuse another. Uh, in anybody, uh, in anybody's world, that's a good chunk of money, John. Yeah, as we did the math last time in the in the sixties. It's like a billion dollars. No, it's right? like it's like uh, twelve billion dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know, so so when he storms out, they're like, you know, this 
forget that. We're going to do this. And, and they make plans to go forward without him. Even um, even Coop is like, let's just plan the rest of this without Roger. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. loose cannon. And uh, that's it. So we, we're going to go forward with Honda. We're going to leave Roger out of it. And we're going to head to Don's dark tank apartment. We do. Uh, now, the kids are over, John, uh, which is uh, which is great, but Don doesn't really seem to care because he's got a date. Yeah, that, didn't that seem weird? I mean, it's, I don't think he gets the kids every weekend. I don't, well, yeah, we don't really know. We know it's a bit strange. Uh, and he goes he goes on the date with, uh, what's, what's her, what's her name? Bethany. Man, it was high hoping she'd never come back. Yeah, she's stupid. Yeah. She is just about a tr- as attractive as a log oh, on that, fire. Well, no, that is not true. I mean, no. no, but the 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 personality is is like a is like a soggy bowl of Cheerios. Right, but the bowl's pretty nice looking. Fair enough, John. Well done, <laughs> well done. Uh, uh, but before we see the date, we get to see a little fashion sense of Sally Draper. Mm. Yes, she's all grown up, and she's all grown up, John. She's got her legs crossed and everything. That's a nice cardigan. Uh, the, I uh, like the with that, you do. Well, that's good to know. When we, <laughs> when uh, Don's making his way over the house, the uh, nurse from next door is her name Phoebe. 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 God, I got one. Mark. Everyone, <laughs> stop what you're doing. Just take your lunch right now from work and go have a drink. I got one right without John's help. Phoebe comes. That's one. That's one for you there, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, Phoebe comes over, uh, and I don't know. I felt like there was a, a little bit of tension between a, a little bit of sexual tension between her and Don, as if you know. She, uh, she's still in it to win it, as they say. Oh yeah. Um, when she when she's like, which one is it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why is everybody getting on Don about who he's seeing and who he's dating? That's his business. She meant the restaurant guys. Oh, oh yes. All oh, right, right. Of course, of course. How uh, how arrogant of me. Um, so here's what I want to know: How does Bobby Draper know what the haircut of a mongoloid is? Oh my goodness! I don't even know what you're talking about. Refresh me. So, they're watching the cartoon. Sally Draper walks out, and she has cut her hair. Yeah. And so, and Bob, Bobby starts cracking up and says, "You look like a mongoloid." What's a mongoloid? Exactly. I believe. Uh, can, we, can we Google machine this? Right we, now? We, you, you can try. I sure can't. Uh, the thing is, to call a spade a spade, um, uh, she's a little Sally. Uh, takes a takes a chunk of her own hair off. We don't really know why. Does she? Does she give any kind of uh, reasoning, John? She wanted to look pretty. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Really <laughs> yeah, these mongoloid photos, folks, if you type this into the Google images, you're, you're going dis- <laughs> to be disappointed with oh, what happens. No. Oh, man. There's Sarah Palin holding... Ooh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so uh, we, get, we get a bad reaction to this from, from Phoebe. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, well, no, it's, she's more upset for herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we all know this is going to come down on her, John. Yeah. I mean, and, and she certainly does, too. She says to her, you know, I'm, I'm kind of screwed here. And uh, Sally comes out with her, her first sexual remark of the episode. Um, and she asks if um, Don and Phoebe are, as she says, doing it. Very direct. There's no beating around the bush well, there. Let's call a spade a Sally. spade, and the spade is doing it. Um, she then uh, remarks on, uh, I think Phoebe says, you don't, you don't even know what that means. What are you talking about? And then she gives a, she gives a, a child's explanation, I believe, of doing it. 
um, which is, you know, um, unsettling. <laughs> to say the least, let's leave it there. I don't know if it's. I don't know if this podcast wants to get into the uh, get into that, but uh, uh, she gives an explanation, and I think Phoebe just wants this all to be over with, and pretty much just says, you know what, uh, forget about it. But she offers to kind of like help around, you know, at least get it trimmed up so it's even, oh, man. Um, to make it less terrible. It was not and, good. Um, but but we get to we get to head over to Benihana's. We do, uh, and uh, the date not going well for Don. This seems like an odd choice. This is, Be- Benny Hanna's does this not seem like a Don thing. Draper thing. This is a bad thing. Well, as he said, it's expensive. Yeah, that didn't seem like even a Don Draper thing I to say. We used to go to this place in college that was like that, and uh, I don't know. It wasn't. Well, you're still here, aren't you? It wasn't very nice. Fair enough. Uh, it was a, the date was not going well. I mean, as I said, her personality is uh, something to be desired, indeed. And uh, what? And really, this scene was more of a vehicle for Don to find out about uh, Chaw. Chaw. Right. Chaw. What kind of name is that? Uh, Chaunce. 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 No, some no, kind of. No, don't. Chaunce don't is not back. I, I won't. <laughs> well, Chaw, no, but Chaw somehow yeah. runs into Don, and uh, and pretty much gives him the uh, the the competition standoff. Okay, can I now ask the question? Where is Chaw from Chaw, previously I, in the TV world? I don't think Chaw is from anywhere. He looks like he looks no, a lot like James Spader. No, no, no. He I literally thought it was like James that Spader. Guy Blossom, but it's not that guy in Blossom. Yeah, doesn't, he doesn't look anything like that guy. He looked the yeah, most. He, he looks most. He looks most like James Spader. Oh, re- okay, listeners. Again, help me out. It's another boondoggle situation. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to say the least, Kate. To say the least. Uh, what does uh, what does uh, uh, James Spader say to him? I mean, I'm sorry. Chaw. <laughs> Chaw says, you know, we're both doing the Honda thing. That's the, the good news. The bad news is the best guy is going to win. You know, wink, wink, point, point. I mean, it was, it was, he was such a douche. He was indeed. Uh, I think, I think it was a little foreshadowing when the best guy will win. It's going to be Don because he's the best dude. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, we get introduced to Chaw here and it's, uh, about as much as you can take. He seems like a real, uh, a real dick. <laughs> we get back to the, we get back to the house and, uh, or to Don's apartment. I shouldn't even say the house anymore. We get back to the Don's, bachelor pad. The bachelor pad. Uh, and uh, Phoebe has to let Don, uh, Don in on the haircutting, and Don is pissed, ha- unhappy to say the least. Um, what is he? Did, he says, "Do you know the river of hell?" River of shit. No. River of River. shit. What? What? And everybody has anybody else noticed? I'm hypersensitive, but has anybody else noticed uh, they've been using shit in every episode? They always have. They haven't all. Not since the first. This is the first season we've been using the word shit, John. Is it a sixties oh, thing? Are, you want you want to bet on that? <laughs> I don't want to bet, but I think shit is the first time I've heard the word shit. No, they've been doing this since they started the they've show. They've been saying shit since season one. Yes. Earmuffs, Paul. Earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, they've been saying that. But you know, this this is why Phoebe was upset because she knew she would get this, and now Don's Don knows what he's gonna get. Oh yeah, he tells her to just get right out of there, man. And then do do we get to jump to everyone's favorite scene? We do. We oh man, 
So Don's taking the kids back the next day, and you know it's going to be bad. I mean, you can feel it in your heart of hearts, no less. And uh, they walk in. Uh, you know, they say hello. Sally says, take your hat off. And uh, I'm sorry, Betty says, take your hat off. And what happened to her hair? And well, it, she, all she says is, I did it, and whack. Man, that was a full-on slap. That was like a haymaker, man. That looks so real, That too. was That looked really real. I mean, she didn't even pretend. That was like straight-up whack. Man! They had a good sound off that, too. And, uh, well, then they, and then she yells at her up the stairs. You're right, I shouldn't have hit her, because it doesn't do any good. Like, Betty, Betty has fallen off the wagon. She is completely derailed, John. <laughs> completely. Crazy Town. Uh, named right. after her. Since when did um, Baby Jean age? Like Baby Jean is mysteriously growing up old. very quickly. <laughs> because, you know, because no. he's a warlock, John. They age, like, as they want no, this is this is appropriate. He's about two years old. Whatever. Yes, this is March '65. Oh. He was born in the summer of '63. Mm. Okay, fine. Uh, this is also the part of the uh, episode where Betty uh, uh, wishes that Don would just die, uh, which is pretty childish. <laughs> Everything, you know, and and Henry, to his credit, has been very, uh, very smooth about a lot of this stuff. Okay, here's a chance, everyone. I'm speaking to just you now. I'm apologizing in front of you all for my for for our dislike for Henry Francis in the last season. Thank he, you, Paul. He is growing on me. I, I wouldn't go that far. I'm going to say I'm pro Henry Francis. Both wow. Both time there's been a to do with Don. Uh, Henry Francis has stepped in. Uh, to be the voice of reason, and he's he's been on Don's side both times. On behalf of Henry Francis and his people, yes, we don't accept your apology. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> How could you listen to this guy with the sweater he's wearing? I love what? that sweater. I take that's that sweater, sweater on right now. That's a, a polo. That's sweater. a beautiful sweater, man. What are you talking about? I guess your fancy, your fashion sense is just thrown off momentarily, John. <laughs> just a bit momentarily. Uh, so, I but mean, he, that, that scene, though, I mean, seriously, is like the mega, well, one of the mega scenes in the episode. There are several folks. But he steps in. He's like, look, you know, I had a daughter. I went through this. This is kids do this. If you punish her, it gets worse. So we'll fix her up. She goes to her slumber party. But you know, I mean, he's, he's very calming. I don't know. I don't know if this was, if this was in the episode, but I'm pretty sure uh, that what got cut out is Betty saying, no, 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 I want to go hit her again. <laughs> And again. I want to go hit her again. Again. And again. Anyway, uh, next thing we know, we're back at the office, John, uh, with uh, Don. Uh, and Pete is carrying some flowers because they're getting ready for this Honda Honda meeting. And uh, those flowers uh, 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 mean death. Chrysanthemums. Uh, chrysanthemums. It's, it's reverse over in Japan where uh, uh, white does stand for death, um, unlike uh, here in the States where uh, uh, white is, is, is much the opposite. No, that's not true. Okay. People for a funeral send white flowers, lilies, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Anyway, I'm not gonna do this. Not on. Not on the I air. I say. I think the, uh, the the whole tour scene was really just funny. You know, it's funny, the and they, all, they always use that music for the tour scene. Yeah, and it's kind of goofy, to be honest. But you know, like he's saying that you know we're forward thinking, and the translator says, you know, the office the office is new because they they think forward. 
and uh, oh, right. he doesn't know what, he doesn't know what to say for the creative lounge. Pete's like, tell him anything, and he says, I don't know what this room's for. <laughs> I know that was wonderful. <laughs> and then the the whole thing with uh, with Joan was absolutely fabulous. Um, he, he, uh, yeah, I just she's she's a worldwide sensation. How does she not tip over? I've been trying to figure that out since season one. Um, I believe uh, how, do, how how do, how did that scene work out, John? Well, Joe just asked, you know, I hope nobody's taking you to Benihana and oh, right. actually named somebody that did. And she goes, I can just tell, just let me know. I can tell you some great steakhouses, you know, being very, just being wonderful. And, and then one of them just flat out says, how does she not tip over? And they both start laughing uh, while staring at her chest. I think, and, yeah, uh, while staring at everything on Joan, it makes you wonder how she doesn't tip over. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an odd balancing act. And, you know, and she... she Kind of is a little embarrassed and said, "There's not, you know, they're not very subtle." And the interpreter says, "Nope, nope not no, at they're all. not." Uh, we then we then jump into the uh, the conference room. Uh, my favorite thing is they've got those little flags on the table. They've got the little American flag and the little <laughs> Japanese flag. Uh, let's unite, and uh, uh, they start uh, they they start talking. Uh, we then uh, we then move on to the gift presentation. Uh, they uh, this was hysterical. There was all just with. With Pete's. Uh, it's a cantaloupe. Oh, yeah, I didn't understand. Is Pete just completely an, an idiot? I d- yes, yes. I mean, they hand the gift over, and they're like, no, and then yes, no, yes, no. Yeah, and then they finally take it, and then he says, can we open it now? And uh, Cooper, who is apparently uh, nearly Japanese himself, uh, says, no, they'll open it later. And then Pete just walks around the room telling him what's in the package. What? Yeah, he's, he's just an idiot. Why do we do that? He's just all excited, John. Although I do like how the boss guy trades his cantaloupe for one of the Johnny Walkers. Oh, you bet. <laughs> Everybody likes a little sauce. Uh, then the uh, the unfortunate happens. The worst. What happens? Ever. The big bomb, if you will. Roger. Oh, twice. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Roger comes in and st- obviously drunk uh, and starts uh, making. World War II based Japanese comments. Oh dear! Uh, at these guys, and uh, they are pretty—they're uh, pretty heavy. Uh, Roger, I, I gotta say, in this episode, he's certainly the most vulnerable I think we've seen him since the heart attack. I mean, this was really—this uh, was really difficult. I guess I would have thought that he could keep this, or keep that whole thing, kind of a separate part of him. I didn't think that he would necessarily bring that into the office because he's very he's very surface most of the time you know I he, don't know it's it's very unlike him his character he is but I think uh, I think World War Two was a was a big one right so yeah but I don't know it's, this surprised me your thoughts John I think this is this is what this show does so well is you take a person who is beloved by the audience for his wit charm and humor and you give him a pretty negative side even if he has reasons you can't you can't treat people like this and um, you know it's it's a negative side this show is the best thing I've ever seen at not having anybody be that guy you don't have the fun guy or the mean guy you know everybody's got multiple sides well well yeah okay yeah yeah I can I can see that uh, do, do you remember any zingers from this uh, from this scene uh, in, in particular, or should we just let that go? You mean like we don't want conditions? We want it to be unconditional? 
Okay, I don't I don't know if that's the best one, but okay. Uh, there were there he 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 did bring up the uh, the 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 two nukes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that had to be dropped, which uh, yeah. which was unfortunate. Yeah, uh, for the whole meeting. But I think we should just move on. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a big scene. It was. I mean, it was it, was. it was. It was a scary scene. Well, no, it continues though. It's not over. It was like a Sally Draper slap. Uh, no, because it continues on. Don Don charges okay. in. You know, you don't get to kill his account. Oh. And uh, you know, Roger really launches into. You know, I got better reasons for this than than when. Uh, because he throws up the uh, the thing where Don kicked the bathing suit people out of the building. Oh right, yeah. Um, and then and, and then our best buddy and uh, good friend Ray P. P. Campbell comes in and starts nearly just kind of cry whining, all right, yelling at uh, at Roger about how he can't do this and how he's trying to Pete's trying to build a company. I wish Roger would have gotten a swing at him. Man, do I no, wish Roger just would have pointed one in the th- face. I, th- I think this is probably the funniest scene. If you watch just the real quick scene, the wide shot where Roger's charging at Pete, Pete retreats and turns his back. It is hysterical. Oh, you bet, he, man. He, he cowers. He's just a little guy, man. And Roger, <laughs> although not a huge dude, I mean, he's coming at you with the fury. Oh, he'd break Pete. Oh, just in half and maybe a couple more halves. I mean, that's why it was lucky for Pete that Don was there, because... Neither of them is going to get through Don. No, Don's, Don's a big dude, and he looks like he could scrap. I mean, I mean he's already hit uh, Jimmy Barrett, so we all know that. But, I mean, you, the look in Roger's eyes, though, is really, really pained. He does, uh, uh, John Flattery does an, does an amazing job with this, with this episode, I thought. He looked when the la- and the last line of the scene is probably the most painful for him, because Don just looks at him and goes, he's right. Oh, I know, that was cold. How could you ever say to anyone uh, that Pete Campbell was right? Oh, makes me feel nauseous just I, right now. It makes my stomach turn and bubble. I gotta say though, like uh, other people have pointed this out, you know, Pete is uh, Pete's growing some business balls. He really has. Pete has stepped up to the plate. I mean, he is, and I don't understand. He is a partner. I don't know why. Um, but he, he is, bargained for. He bargained for it. He did, and he's bringing in tons of money. I mean, if he's got six mil from uh, from dad in law, and he's got uh, potentially three mil from this Honda deal. I mean, that's that's most of the billings. Well, and he was behind that uh, that turkey scam at the beginning. Well, and, and they were and they I, were a million dollar client, I think. And also, I mean, I think we, we gotta we gotta remember that uh, you know Roger owns Lucky Strike, and that's it. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he is the senior account man, obviously, but uh, all he's got is Lucky Strike, and I think, you know, he's also feeling that in this episode. He's feeling he's feeling Pete coming on. And, I mean, I don't know if he, he needs to be... He needs to be worried about that, being that he's, you know, a, a, a large portion of, uh, of the uh, partner, but still, but I mean, it's not cool. He's kind of settling into a Burt Cooper role at this point, you know? Like, he's... Yeah. He's not necessarily... But I think he's still I think he's still bothered by it. Yeah. Yeah. So the next scene, John, I didn't see coming from uh, six miles away. It was uh, I should have, but it was uh, it was a tricky one. Did you figure it out before the mom bro- broke in? Uh, I you know I was making myself a drink during this part of the <laughs> part of the show. Oh, uh, no. So no, I didn't. Uh, I had to ask Kate. I said, did she just do what I think she was doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, she was. Uh, we, it, just to bring you up to speed, folks, we 
are at the scene where Sally Draper's over at his sleepover, and she's watching a show where there's uh, some attractive dudes. I guess you could call them attractive? I don't know. I don't know. Dudes. And they're, they're obviously... They're obviously doing something that she's quite into. Uh, we, we, we just see that kind of uh, bottom, bottom lip bite. And um, <laughs> the long and short of it is, uh, uh, I don't know how to put this, with, I don't know how to say this without Chris Hansen walking into the room and arresting <laughs> me. But uh, she, was, um, she was getting a little closer to herself. Is that Nicely put. Is that good? I think we all we all understand. Do we know what I'm saying? We do. We understand. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, Sally gets caught masturbating, and it's a it's it's a <laughs> wait oh shit uh, a little it's a little unsettling from all of us. It's always great to get caught masturbating by your friend's mom too. You know, it's like oh hey what's going on oh uh, hey hey Mrs. Whoever hey Mrs. Smith sorry just touching myself over here. It's uh. Moving on. Yeah, sorry, sorry, John. Uh, <laughs> that that uh, that leads us to a scene where uh, Be- uh, Betty and Henry Francis are, are in the in the middle of getting it on themselves with each other. Um, yeah, they have a they have a partner. They they are they are in a partnered act, John, uh, <laughs> under wedlock. So there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and we hear the doorbell ring, and uh, well, Sally's back with her friend's mom. And her friend's mom is none too happy. She does do her a favor and not tell Henry Francis. Uh, Betty gets called down, and um, I believe the friend's mom uh, had used the term of playing with herself. Yes. Uh, and also the term of, I don't know what goes on in this house. <laughs> well, would you not say that if, like, you, if you had a kid and her little friend was over <laughs> doing, them, doing it with themselves? God, this is tough to talk about. And uh, you wouldn't be like, hey, man, I don't know what you guys do here, but uh, we try to avoid that when they're young. That was... Like, yeah. That, I, this, was all, this was so uncomfortable to, to experience, and folks, even more uncomfortable to talk about on the microphone. That, uh, I, I, honestly, as soon as she told Betty, I thought, she, I thought we were going to see Sally get punched in the face. Oh, I thought she was coming up to just rip her face off. It was... I mean, you just had to cringe... Uh, she she does she does run up and give uh, Sally the what for, including threatening to cut off her fingers. <laughs> well, that'll fix the problem, I'm guessing. <laughs> the threat or actually doing it? Uh, actually doing it. Yeah, I don't I don't think the threat the threat's not going to stop her, John. Uh, she goes back in uh, and uh, has a smoke in bed with Henry Francis, and I think Henry Francis here again tries to just tries to calm her down. But good luck, my friend. Well, no, he's trying to talk her into getting some professional help. Seeing a child psychiatrist. Man, that, that'll clean her right up, John. Well, I bet he has her own psychiatrist experience. This is true. Uh, which, which, w- which went very poorly. Well, yeah, didn't seem to correct anything. Might have made it worse. <laughs> I blame Glenn. The, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about psychiatry because I'm, I'm just an average guy. But I'm guessing this isn't really going to do a lot of good for Sally. Does any of this seem good for Sally? Sally is going to grow up to uh, to be a meth dealer. Maybe she'll make meth. I don't know. Either way, meth is in her future, hands down. <laughs> Lock. But we get 
you know, after they kind of talk about the psychiatrist, we get to head back out to the office and, and more of Miss Blankenship. Love that right girl. Here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I still, when this came in, you would have thought this was too much, but I still thought it was funny. When what came in? When she came in during this uh, part, because uh, uh, Pete, oh, Pete with, and Lane. with the gift? No, no, yeah. Pete and Lane were already in there. Oh, the gift thing was hilarious. But Pete and Lane were already in there, and then she, doesn't doesn't Roger and, and Coop come in, and then she buzzes in? Yeah. Yeah. It says Roger, and then, yeah, she won't give the gift to Pete, <laughs> which was also hilarious. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I love her. I, I hope she never goes away. Um... Well, the, the gift, which we were worried was from Honda, turned out to be from, uh, from, Chaw. from our good old friend Chaw uh, in, 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 in a taunting manner. Now, this is where we start to talk about how we're going to, um, we're gonna, really going to go above and beyond for this Honda account. Uh, we want to we wanna stick it to Chaw first and foremost, um, and, and we want to win the account. Um, Don comes up with the idea of just like blowing it out of the water by like making a, making a full-on commercial. Which was against the rules. Which was against the rules, but John, sometimes uh, in the creative agency, you need to say, F the rules. We're going to show them what we can do. Um, and, and Lane, Mr. Downer Pants, says, nope, got no money. We can't do that. Mr. Downer Pants, indeed. Uh, no, yeah, we can't do that. Uh, and so we're, we're, kind of in a, we're kind of in a lock. Like, I think Don, Don realizes that you know, it's going to cost way too much to blow this out of the water, and it may not even be worth it. Now that Roger has come in, uh, has come in uh, with uh, more insults than can be counted on human hands. Um, and and it, in this scene, Roger does offer a fairly insincere apology for uh, his actions. Yes, fairly, to say the, the least. Uh, what? Uh, as, as he launches into another insult <laughs> in the same breath. Exactly. And I love how Pete goes, would you shut up? I have a kid on the way. Yeah, you know, it is. Is it not always all about Pete? I mean, this in, in Pete's mind, the and I, I, I think I'm not alone on this. It, it revolves around Pete. The world is somehow tethered to him. The sun is just is is a, is a figment of our imaginations. Well, it's the Campbell way. This is true. He's his own best friend. <laughs> Just like Sally. Oh. Probably. Oh, okay. Now, see, I know what you're saying there, John. I know what you're alluding to. And it was funny. We then skip to uh, Don at home reading. And what's, what's the book that's floating around, John? The Chrysanthemum oh, the, and the Sword? The, oh, wow. Sorry about that one, folks. Ooh. Uh, he's reading that book. And uh, we, we, we get a ring-a-ding-ding from, uh, from Betty. She's calling to let Don know... That she's gonna put a uh, little Sally Draper uh, in uh, in 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 the bin. She's gonna take her to psych. She's gonna take her to some psychology. Yes, psych person. Uh, a head shrinker. Uh, oh jeez. Uh, and Don, who isn't really into that in the first place, uh, kind of says, "That's your answer." Um, Betty continues to plague him with, "You don't care," which I don't think is true at all. No, I, I think you actually see here he very much cares. I mean, between this and, and a later conversation, he really cares about his kids. Who doesn't? Kids are great. Uh, yeah, he, it, was a, it was an altogether rough, uh, rough exchange. Uh, but I think this was the best line of the whole episode. Let's hear it. Uh, Betty accuses him of, of furthering Sally's knowledge in adult ways because of his association with the whores. Oh, the whores, yes. Yeah. 
And Don, Don says, look, you brought a man into your bed in her house. Don't you think that messed her up a little bit? And, and she goes, I'm married. And, uh, and Don comes back with, Jesus, do you ever listen to yourself? Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, what chances she have against Don, though? I mean, just ver- verbally speaking. Oh, no. I mean, it's like a... No, he's the words, man. He is. He is. Uh, the, the, the phone is hung up in anger on both sides, and uh, Don throws his book. Okay, I guess that's just to let us know he's extra upset. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, my favorite part of the episode, uh, if I haven't said that already, when we come into this next scene into the creative room, uh, they have one of those little ducky things that bends over and uh, puts his beak in the water, and they are completely, <laughs> completely uh, obsessed with this thing. I mean, it is magic, John. How do those work? That's a great question. You don't know? It's, it's, it's magic. Is it a dot? Is is it a medical? Is it can 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 you figure it out with your medical powers? Is is it medical? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think it's medical. I don't have a full understanding of what medicine does. <laughs> Anyways, Don calls a nice little quiet meeting with uh, Peggy, Joan, and Pete, and he's got uh, he's got a plan. Indeed, I have a plan. Uh, it's great. Uh, this plan uh, is. It, it really genius. I mean, this episode was really so great. I needed an episode like this. So clever, so interesting. Don's plan is to pretty much fake doing a commercial because he knows that if, if he does this blowout, number one, it's against the rules. Number two, it's probably not really worth it because he's, you know, he's pretty much already blown it with Honda with, with Roger being um, so racist. And, uh, and number three, he can sink Chaw with this because all he's got to do is get Chaw to think that they're doing a commercial, and he'll do the same thing. Not to be outdone, and to, again, you know, he, he's, dra- he's drafting off Sterling Cooper J for Price. And uh, so he comes up with this idea to uh, leak out that they're making a commercial and do all they can to make them believe that so it'll sink Chaw. And uh, they spend the next, th- the next few scenes kind of uh, putting the plan in place. Uh, Joan calls in this uh, video or director guy that they know works with Chaw and kind of shows them the storyboard, does the whole to-do. And you know how we know this guy works with him. How do we from know the, this? From the Benihana scene. Chaw actually tells Don, you know, hey, we hired this guy to direct our Clearasil commercial. So, so Don actually already knows that this guy is currently working with CGC. Don, you, just, you really pick up a lot that I don't. I feel bad about myself. Don't feel bad. He's. Did you pick he's, up that? I don't even know what we're doing right now. So no, mm-hmm. he's amazing. That's why he's on the show. <sighs> but yeah, so the com- so they they call in the commercial director on purpose because they know he's already working with them. Mm-hmm. They tell him what's going on, give him the idea that that Chaw's also going to do a commercial, and it's just it's funny how this guy buys into this immediately. I mean, he he swallows this from the get go. He starts launching into his his fantastic idea for a subway commercial and, you know and then I'm uh, not all the, I, 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 I somehow think that that the commercial he describes actually does end up being a Honda motorcycle com- commercial really yeah I could swear that there was there's a commercial or at least I know of a commercial where it's this motorcyclist and they I don't know maybe this is just a cliche commercial and that's why I know it but and they take the helmet off and, it, and it's a it's a woman with long hair 
I think this guy was on Alan McBeal. Oh, thank you, Kate. For yes, he he was. He was okay. Yes. All right. All right. We got to figure it out. Was he the dancing kid? <laughs> well, so anyways, their version of Lane, kind of their their squat bald man on the left, he's like, look, we can't spend the money. Yeah. And uh, and so we get a we get another blast from the past. We see our our pal Smitty. Smitty. <laughs> Uh, oh, we Kurt, were we were so we were so sure this was going to be Kinsey. Yeah, we were positive this was a Kinsey moment. Can I just make a comment about his pants for one moment? Please, yeah, that's why you're here. Those, those pump. I'm sorry, just the the pants were just the high, and then and it, why, there was why, like why, a weird why don't you crease describe at some them? point. There were it was just a bad scene. Would you like to describe these pants? Well, they're just breaking in a weird spot. He's just they look too small. He looks uncomfortable. They're, I think they're vertical pinstripes, but it's brown and, and orange. I, it anyway. is a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to pull off. He always dressed a little strangely, though. I know, but mm-hmm. this is this is a whole new chapter. This is above and beyond? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, guys. No, oh, give it up, no. Smitty. That'll be, a bad, that'll be the name of the show. Give it up, Smitty. But, you know, Smitty, Smitty really he refers to Don as this genius. Like a, and, like, uh, like a golden they, god, John. Yes, and that does it, though. And, and all of a sudden, our, our friend Ted is like, get me a subway. You know, and so they're, they're in. They're, they're going to break the bank. You know, because they only get, the, get $3,000 from Honda to do something. Right. But now he's going to go all out. Yeah, they only get three grand. And let me, I'm sure, you know, now doing a commercial would kill you. But, geez, back then you're doing it out of film. It's all hand cut. It's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Too much. So, uh, uh. So now we now the plan continues to roll. We get a we get to the sound stage, the filming stage, and uh, the, the uh, Peggy and Joey are waiting for him to come out, and then they slowly roll in the bike to their stage, as just so they know that they see it, and then uh, Joey's standing guard while Peggy is doing donuts. <laughs> and just, yeah, that was the best. That's the best scene she's had all season. Yeah. I love it. Well done. Well done. But because the, the guys, the guys, they can actually hear the motorcycle from outside. Oh yeah, they think something's going on. Uh, we we then move on to uh, a scene with Faye, which uh, is completely unexpected. Uh, here we learn a few things about Faye, and Don strangely opens up to her, which is completely unexpected. After he asks her, why do people just tell people stuff? Oh, like well, because like, they're, they're talking about, yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, she was talking about uh, some, some... You got to talk into the mic, pal. Sorry. Uh, t- they were talking about something uh, that she had, uh, she had done in some research, and uh, it seemed to just set Don off, and he starts talking. Uh, he wants to share a little bit of the sake with her. They, neither of them had ever had it before. And then... Uh, and then next thing you know, we find out that uh, she just wears that ring as a shield. It's a stop sign. It is indeed. Uh, so people won't bother. That doesn't stop Don, though. Don bothers well, no, now, everybody. Now he knows. He does. I wonder if she told him uh, on purpose. It, you got to think something's going to happen with these two. It has been. Uh, it has se- seemingly been in the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah. Now that she's not real married and all. Now that we know that. Uh, but again, they just kind of talk about their kids and what's going on, and the dad, Don's been having problems. I'm not altogether sure what this scene is really about, other than just seeing Don open up to her and finding out a little bit more about Faye. 
I think I think Don. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, but I would think Don's explaining the way a lot of, uh, you know, divorced fathers probably feel. Like he really he really misses them, but it's kind of awkward when they're there. He's a little relieved when he leaves them, and then misses them a lot. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's a weird situation that he can't explain to young children. I mean, he can't he can't exactly be like, hey, your mom's completely nuts. Well, they know but that you know, already. That's true. Because as much as as much as he is the the womanizer and the 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 whore orderer, he um, you know this this really shows that he cares about his kids. He does. He does. What a good guy. The hell of a guy. <laughs> Hell of a guy. Uh, so then we move on to uh, oh, great scene, Peggy with the psychiatrist. Who? I'm sorry. Oh, drink. <laughs> Betty. Betty. It's just all these e's. Betty, Peggy, Sally. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're running the next show. Anyway, um, the psychiatrist almost immediately realizes that uh, she's probably that. Uh, Betty's probably the biggest problem in this <laughs> equation. Um, she mentions that she's been to a psychiatrist before. She goes on and on about uh, uh, she uh, about you know Grandpa Jean, and and then she starts talking about her own mom and how how kind of awful she was. It's uh, it, it's you know, it's you, almost it's, hard to watch. It's like if you pull one thread, you know. Oh man, you unravel the whole sweater. Yep, and it all gets unraveled. Uh, she then thinks that maybe, uh, you know, maybe Betty should come in once a month and uh, have a bit of a go around. We start Sally on a, on a four-day-a-week session. But I guess if you get caught uh, playing with yourself, air quotes, uh, they start you out on high rotation, John. That sounds about, I don't know, were you weirded out by the psychiatrist at all? Does she have like a creepy vibe? You know, she doesn't have too much of a creepy vibe, but I just, I feel like she's completely not going to help anybody, which, uh, which is, is what I, which what I kind of didn't like. I don't know. I'm wondering if like, just thinking into the future here for a minute, looking mm-hmm. into the future, if, um, Sally is going to maybe say some things to her that may or may not be true. Oh. I'm kind of wondering if Sally Draper is going to stir up some stuff. Like she's going to stir up meth later in life? Well... With Glenn. Oh, man, this is going to be great. I can't wait till the 70s. Uh, so anyway, it was a... It, it, yeah, that, that was a tough scene, indeed. Um, we then move on to uh, Don going into the Honda meeting, John. Who's coming out but Chaw? Chauncey. Chaw. Damn it. Uh, and he thinks he's got this one beat, man. Oh, yeah, he's like, I wouldn't want to follow that. Don's like, you have no idea, you poor sack. <laughs> um, Don goes in and he says uh, that... Uh, what, what, how does, he, does he say he doesn't want to waste their time and money? Or what was the situation? No, no. I, he, like, he throws the rules back at these guys. He's like, look, you guys made... You made these rules to make it an even playing field. And, and you now you're, you're, entertaining, you're entertaining the people that are breaking these rules. I don't want to be part of that. Oh, wow. Which kind of goes back to the quote that he said to the his little meeting about you know be, being ashamed and embarrassed like you have to do it in front of people so he in front of these uh, these three guys he's like look you you guys failed to comply with your own rules 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And I think the big key is that he made a checkout in his own name. For the 3000 Yeah, for the three grand to give it back. It was Why just, is that the big thing? I don't know. I thought that well, was just extra classy or something. No, I feel like they need the money for the... Like, I, I don't know. That's just like one more reason... Like why they need this account so badly is they're going to take that $3,000 because a new agency really needs it. And then, you know what? He can just, I don't know, it, it just kind of shows like, you know, Don's love for his new people. Well, and also, you know, he didn't, he didn't, they didn't do any work on it. I mean, other than screw ch- uh, Chaw. Right. So, I mean, he, there's no I reason mean, to not take the, I mean, not give it back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was awesome. Very well done, uh, and and it plays out uh, perfectly. Um, oh yeah, like a like a Greek play, John. But before we get to that good news, we get to join in with Roger's pity party. Oh, this was this was also rough, but you know, Joan puts it down like it's got to be put down, John. Yeah, because I thought we were going to hear some ridiculous, uh, you know, four minute war story, and she just cuts him off. Yeah, she pretty much just tells him to get over it. Stop it. God, she says. I, I, I believe we got an email today where someone said that, that, that when they grow up, they hope to be uh, uh, Joan Holloway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that was it. I couldn't remember her maiden name because they, they actually said Joan Harris. They did, but I, I, I remember. Uh, that's right, folks. Uh, I mean, she's great. She, she, she says what needs to be said, and she's done. Uh, and I think that's what Roger needed to hear. He needed to hear somebody just say, listen, it's over. The world's changed. You made it a safer place, and it is, and and it's changed, and we need to go. You know, everyone else has moved on. Now it's time for you to move on. Although this doesn't seem to be, and I don't know, I, I you know, I, you don't you don't hear a lot about uh, uh, World War Two from World War Two vets. Uh, they're they're pretty tight lipped about it. Uh, it. This seems like an odd, uh, and I'm sure this happened, but um, just from the just from the stories that you you get from uh like you know like your parents who whose whose parents were in world war ii um you know people didn't talk about it and it seems a bit uncharacteristic that roger would have made such a such a to-do about this whole thing mm-hmm. well i think it was because of the direct dealings yeah i mean that's all yeah that's true that's true i mean you know because both both of our grandparents our grandfathers were both in world war ii i don't remember a single story no they never talked about it Ever and that's and that's the way it is across the board. Every time I talk to anybody, uh, of course, why would you want to talk about it? Right. It's not like it's reminiscing. Um, as I was saying before, uh, when Don gets back from uh, handing that check over, Lane Price and uh, uh, Ray P. P. Campbell have a uh, have some good news. Uh, it turns out they were never going to leave Gray anyway, and this was just kind of a test the waters kind of thing, uh, and perhaps get them in on. Um, Dealing with Honda Automotive for their cars, John. It, well, it, it sounded to me like it was a done deal. Like they get the car. Gray still has the motorcycle, but they get the car. Which, uh, as we all know, is a huge deal. I think Honda's still in business today. They still make them today, John. It's uh, pretty amazing. You know, and, and and Lane has like a little uh, a little moment where he's like, you know, I let you do that. Because you still had to take money to rent the space, um, and uh, and he's like, "I'm not, you know, I'm not admonishing you this, but it was important that we <laughs> that we bankrupted Chaw." <laughs> oh no, yeah, I think that's the last we'll hear or see a Chaw. Yeah, and that's great because he'll get 
I mean, now he has to go back and answer to answer to his uh, the the partners at his firm about uh, about blowing all this money on something they didn't have a chance for, because it's almost worse that they stayed with Gray, right? You know, yeah. ra- rather right. than even go with another firm, like they literally just threw the money away because they there was you know as soon as you find out that they stayed with Gray, you you realize there was never a chance, and you just blew so much cash. And you're probably fired. Oh, sad face. Oh no, happy face. Well, for Cha. I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to see Cha again. <laughs> he makes me uncomfortable. We end the so, we end the episode, John. Yeah, we we end the episode in the in the doctor's office in the psychiatrist's office, where little Sally Draper is sitting in the chair. And guess what she's reading? She's reading highlights. Those things have been around forever. They will, and they'll continue to be around forever, John. Goofus and Gallant. Don't forget about it. Isn't it Gallant? Whatever. That's a car. I just remember all the stickers were always gone and I was pissed. There were stickers? Yeah, there were uh, stickers. I don't think we, we, we didn't pay extra for stickers, uh. so. We just, yeah. Uh, so, we, I mean, it, it, it ends with Sally being called into the psychiatrist's office and giving quite a look to her as she walks in, almost like, oh my God, help me, lady. I am so screwed. I think she looks cute with her little haircut. She does. I like that haircut. Yeah. You know what I think I, I've noticed? I think uh, why, uh, the directors have kind of stayed away from the minute and a half fade out. You know, like this oh, the is long the, draw. Yeah, this is like I think this is the second or third episode that ends with a door closing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we we uh, we used up all our long draws uh, in previous seasons. Uh, I think it's a good idea. We don't want to be known for that, John. No, no. Hey, buddy. The, episode's over. It closes the book on another good one. This is, uh, I, this is my favorite of this, this season. This is so definitely my favorite of the season. This was too much. I was exhausted after this. I didn't know what to do. I went straight to bed, John. Well, it was late. Okay. Anyway, uh, everybody, uh, you know, uh, thanks for listening to the show. We really love it. Uh, we, we get so much email, John. So much. I'm going to open up the mailbag because people love when I do this. Can I do it? Do it. We got a new sounder. We uh we spent some money. Uh, so uh, you want to take us through a few of them? Before we get through them, I just want to let people know. Uh, maybe you should key them in on what has been happening with some of these bounce backs. Oh right, folks. I'm really sorry about the emails. Uh, when when you when you previous got the bounce the bounce back on your email, uh, we were still receiving them. Uh, just one of the emails that it was set to go to uh, had expired, um, but I fixed that tonight, so you shouldn't be getting any more bounce backs on your emails, and don't worry, uh, we received them all. So if you sent it to us five times, we got it all five times, um, but um, that was our fault for having a bit of a, a, a confusion there. So um, uh, we got that all fixed up. And we got a ton of email that did get through with no problems. Um, I, people may have seen on the Facebook page we have a lot of art from our listeners and we got some more this time our good friend Adrian sends in a couple of just really funny funny pieces of uh, Photoshop work please check them out on the Facebook site yep did you want to try and describe I don't want to try and describe I think you'll be I think you'll be pleasantly surprised folks um, uh, they'll be up on the Facebook site and the Mad Men recap site so check them out uh, our friend uh, Miss Rachel Minkin Katz wrote in, uh, feeling ba- feeling bad for Allison in the previous episode, thinking she must be Nordic. Uh, thank you, the Menken, 
for for checking in. Go man. Uh, get get this. We have somebody, uh, our listener out in listener land, Terry, who's a big fan of Pete Campbell. Oh jeez. But you know what? I am liking him more no, this season. I still don't like him. He's still a turd. Now she says he's an awful actor, but he's so good in his part. Uh, he can make deliveries of I do say and a thing like that. And in this episode, Christ on a cracker. Oh, that is good. And it somehow sounds real. Uh, thinks he's he's doing a great job. Uh, she was uh, pissed off that Don blamed the babysitter for the hair, but you know, I mean, that happens. Yeah, she can't go to the bathroom. I mean, there. I would be upset. You can't help but be upset. I mean, you did that, right, Paul? Let's move on. Uh, we got we got a Columbus, Ohio listener. Oh, jeez. Angela oh. writes in says uh, she's enjoyed the show. Uh, likes likes to hear our opinions on the character development, direction, that kind of thing, and uh, wonders if. Uh, the Columbus studio has room for a co-host. Oh, hey, hey, Angela, hold on here. We can't just let anybody on the show that emails us. But uh, John will email you his address later. <laughs> I think that's code for this is Paul's show, so no. Oh, that's not true. Uh, we got we got representation for the biggest little state in the union, Rhode Island. Is Rhode um, Island still a state? Oh, I'm sorry. Come on, I, that's I, mean. Maya spent the time to write in. She even says that you have to stop being so funny. Oh, I can't. It's a gift, it's a gift from God, Rhode Island. Looks, mo- looks more forward to the to the recap than the show itself. That's not true. Come on, that's not true. I mean, that's a little. That's, that's she, going far. That's, 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 she has been you. getting she's been getting the hairy eyeball from her husband because when she goes to get the mail, she for some reason is saying bejeez. Oh, hairy eyeball. <laughs> well done. I get the hairy eyeball a lot too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a friend of the show, Paul from Minnesota, uh, writes in for the first time in a while and uh, says that he thinks we're the best Mad Men podcast out there, that there's some other uh, people out there with recording equipment not quite as good. Uh-oh. Um, well, he, thought the, he thought the prediction show was quite comical. Good. And according to him, Kate makes the show. Oh, you guys. <laughs> okay. You guys. <laughs> okay. We got oh, we got our three things guys. from uh, <laughs> uh, three things from Ken earlier. Uh-huh. Aisha, Aisha to Portland. This is it. She has had it. She can't stand Betty. That's it's it's all over. She so, thinks she's the one that needs a psychologist. Uh, she's actually wondering if we're going to find out that uh, Grandpa Jean was maybe a little handsy with young Sally. I don't want to do this. It's too. See, that's no? what I'm saying. Like uh, some shit's going to come out, right? Uh, In this therapy session. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't want to go down that road. We're gonna we're gonna hear. I don't I don't know if it's quite that or if it's something else, but something. Anyway. Uh, I don't think I can take it. She also says that she doesn't like Don with that Bethany chick, uh, as you were saying earlier. Well, and who maybe, would? And maybe maybe uh, and that she misses the Menken and the teacher, and maybe he should stick with brunettes. Although I don't know if Allison Ooh. would agree with that. I also agree sticking with brunettes. Um, uh, I'd be uh, that I do kind of miss the teacher. She was cute. <laughs> she was. She was. She was a nice. little crazy though. Oh, <laughs> crazy as a sack uh, of hammers. <laughs> uh, our friend, uh, our friend Hugh writes in. He's the one that's got a little, a little tired of uh, of the blanket chip. Hugh, um, Hugh, can we just get along on something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's okay. Um, it's okay. Victoria writes in for the uh, the the who who to thunk it again. Complimenting Mr. Campbell on, on his uh, wasp idiom book of phrases. Uh, we it's have uh, 
a big hello from Rebecca in Morrisville, North Carolina. Uh, hello! She was giving you a thumbs up from last time, said you didn't sound tired, just like you had a few too many old fashions. Oh, thank you. I probably did. <laughs> um, our good friend of the show, Miss Denise Hench, writes in, um, saying that uh, the nut does not fall far from the family tree, that Sally is incredibly a goofball. A goofball, to say, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Yes. And uh, Ashley, our uh, our Twitter friend, who could not make it because she was sailing. That's no excuse. In Ontario. They got boats on sale. Or they got TVs on sailboats, right? Yeah, they should. Maybe not in Canada. Uh, no, probably not in Canada. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> no excuse. I don't... That, we do the show. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, she gives a big thumbs up to, to Pete with his um, his business sense. You know, really sticking it to Roger about the accounts. Um uh, Agrees Betty's, once again, a terrible mother. Oh, yeah. She's the one that wants to be Joan Harris when she grows up. Oh, me too. And uh, is a little worried that the partnership may not last. The the, the Sterling Cooper Draper Prize may not uh, get all the way through the season. I, I, I think that's a pretty good bet. You know, I, I got to say, we're gonna be around. I feel like the wind changes every episode. So, I mean, you don't, this, this may not be blowing that hard, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, it's just, this is the season of Rapey Pete, okay? He's doing really good at his wow. job. Okay. You know, we just gotta we just gotta stomach it for a little while until That was okay, that was power that was a powerful was statement. Was it? Yeah. John. And uh and, and just uh, just hot off the presses a few minutes ago, uh our friend Troy from Tampa writes in Paul, here's a, a, a few three things that we learned. Uh, we can uh, we can end the mailbag with this. Uh, number one, never keep scissors in your bathroom if you're divorced, young children are visiting and their mother's people are Nordic. Number two, one one man's incompetent secretary is another man's entertainment. Indeed. Thank you. And uh, number three, never masturbate at a friend's house during a sleepover. That, I never learned that one. Did you? <laughs> okay. Thank you for that info. It's a hard lesson to learn. Man, I wish you would have wrote that a little earlier. Uh, man. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks so much. You know, if you want to get your me- uh, email on the show, there's no reason you can't because we read them all. Uh, you can do that at staff at madmenrecap.com. That's staff at madmenrecap.com. And I got to say, it's actual, actually a federal offense if you're listening to the show and didn't join the Facebooks. We've got a page on the Facebooks. It's called Mad Men Recap. We've, we're over 200 people. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I know individuals with more than 200 friends. Uh, so I think if we all put our, put our minds to it, Let's be honest. We're all on Facebook 90% of our days. All you got to do is go in there and, uh, and, and join our group, and you're going to love it because we got a lot of really great people. So do it. I'm serious. I'm talking to you now. Uh, lastly, we're on the Twitter. As, as you know, we live Twitter every show, which is more fun than you should be allowed to have. And that is also uh, Mad Men Recap at Twitter. So uh, check us out. We have links to all this stuff on what our on Google, our website. The Google voicemails. I was getting to it. Oh, you were. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our website, MadmenRecap.com, uh, we've got uh, all those things linked, and we also have uh, the Google Voice, where you can uh, leave us a voicemail. So check that out, please. And don't forget that you can find our show on iTunes. Uh, we've been getting great reviews and ratings from everybody. Uh, we're over the 50 rating mark with over 35 stars. Thank you so much. Very nice. Comments from uh, Willie, Thailand Hot, San Fran Terry, and uh, Kay Krasi. 
please check those out. Read the comments. Leave some if you want. I did my best to not say indeed so much, John. You did a pretty good job. I did it a few times. I caught it, and I apologize. Everybody, we got to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the sound quality. We're trying what's called a double ender. No, that's not a sexual move. And I didn't get introduced to it by Sally Draper. <laughs> I was just going to say. It's, uh, it's actually a different way of recording, so we hope this sounds silky smooth. John, that's the music. We got to go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, stop. Hey, recappers. We need to check out this thing called Miso. Miso is a fun and easy way to share what you're watching on TV with your friends. Here's the thing. Uh, it, GoMiso.com, G-O-M-I-S-O.com. What it allows you to do through Facebook or Twitter is to share with your friends what you're watching, and they can comment on it. Like, they can like it, or they can write a comment to you about it. The thing is that Miso helps you in this cool new way to find shows you like, and to keep track of the shows you watch the most. So they make it really easy. Uh, they, have a, they have the apps for you. You can get them on the iPhone or the iPad, or you can even do it on the web. And it helps you find the shows you're watching the most, and then you can check in on them. Either way, uh, check it out at gomizo.com. That's G-O-M-I-S-O.com. That's too much. You can always just go to badmanrecap.com where we have everything linked.